Welcome back to The Bellwether, our podcast about two key congressional races on Long Island. This is Mark Chisano from Newsday Opinion. Some of what we've talked about in the last four episodes has laid out some of the political dynamics in Suffolk County, which is home to most of the first and second congressional districts. Still, you can't really fully understand Suffolk politics without talking about Rich Schaefer. He's the county's powerful Democratic Party leader, a behind-the-scenes power broker who could have a big impact on the two congressional races, including because of choices he made in the primary. In the first congressional district, the one where Lee Zeldin is fending off Democrat Perry Gershon, Schaefer didn't throw around his weight much in a crowded Democratic field. That allowed Gershon, a successful businessman with independent wealth, to be able to outlast other candidates who might have been more attractive in November like Kate Browning, for example, a former school bus driver and union member. And in the second congressional district, that's Pete King versus Luba Gretchen-Shirley, Schaefer had some differences with Gretchen-Shirley and didn't support her in the primary. But now, Democrats look to the county boss to boost his party in a crucial election year with national significance. Schaefer, however, is often focused more locally. He calls himself a homebody. I'm a homebody. He's not much for NYC sightseeing, for me, going to Garden City is a trek. How often do you get into New York, into the city now? Uh, zero. <laughs> In fact, I was supposed to go the other day, and uh, I canceled it just because it was raining, and I said, I don't want to go. I mean, if at all, I get in there maybe once or twice. I, when I went to Brooklyn Law School, I lived there for like two weeks, and then I came back. For the record, the train from Babylon, where Schaefer is the town supervisor, to Penn Station takes a little bit over an hour. It's definitely commutable. But Schaefer's thinking is that his part of Long Island is very separate. It's a whole different world over there in New York City. It's definitely a different world politically. Social issues like who is allowed to go into each gendered bathroom, Schaefer says that's not a big seller. Running on Bernie-style big government ideas? If I run a pure Bernie platform out here, I get like three people elected. Um, only because of uh, the makeup of the districts, which would be based on African-American, Hispanic population districts, you know, well, majority districts. Yeah. If I run that anywhere else, that like barely gets through, the, through the, the grinder. So because he has to win non-stronghold votes, Schaefer is more strategic, is the way he puts it. That includes using minor party lines to get votes, even if those parties' philosophies differ from Democrats. This is where things become very different from NYC, or other typical definitions of what it means to be a solid Democrat. Schaefer has even been accused of putting up soft Democratic candidates while dealmaking with state Senate Republicans. For Democrat, Schaefer can sometimes sound pretty annoyed with his party, like when Senate Democrats passed a payroll tax to fund the MTA back in 2009. Schaefer saw that as against Long Island's interest. Long Island over here, city over there charting a strategic, often moderate path. But that strategery has come under the spotlight lately with many Democrats, including the congressional newcomers in Schaefer's backyard, moving in a more progressive direction. Here's Schaefer's answer when asked what it means to him to be a Democrat. So why I became a Democrat was one, I, I think when I was 11 and I had no idea the, of the difference. My father left our family when I was 10 never heard from him again. My mother was an alcoholic, killed someone in a drunk driving accident when I was 14. I'm the oldest. I was in charge of the house 
during that period, if you can believe it, with some assists from my grandmother in Suffolk County. And, um, and, uh, and so uh, our house was foreclosed. Um, stuff was put out at the curb. I know lived growing up not having anything, barely you know, getting food and stuff. So I viewed it as I became more kind of aware of what I was doing in politics, you know, when I got into like junior high or later years and going into high school, um, learning about what each party stood for. And I just believe the Democratic Party stood for the middle class and um, giving everybody a shot. And particularly, he thought you could help people on the local level. Schaefer may say he's a homebody, but he has at least flirted with the limelight. They were forcing me. They wanted me to be the state leader here. Four times I was asked. Spitzer, Patterson, Cuomo twice. I said, no, I don't want to travel to Utica. I don't want to go to Erie County. I'm not going to Plattsburgh. I'm staying here. He was also a superdelegate in 2008, but he eventually relinquished the role. This may have been one difference between Schaefer and Luba Gretchen Shirley. While Schaefer revels in local political combat, Gretchen Shirley has jumped both feet into a nationally watched congressional race. Actually, Schaefer himself had a role in that, in why she started big. Gretchen Shirley isn't exactly your everyday greenhorn, the kind of candidate who has no concept of politics and decides, why not, let's give it a whirl. She grew up on Long Island, but after college in New York City, she was on the Democratic County Committee. That's the lowest rung of party politics, and something that you don't do if you're not plugged in. Then, in the wake of Donald Trump's election, she came to Schaefer to talk about running for town board in Babylon, another local job, and one that is right at the heart of what Schaefer cares about as county boss. But Schaefer says Gretchen Shirley had her eye on loftier issues. So when I asked her what she thought the town board did, and she thought, you know, she started talking about minimum wage, and this, and I said, no, the town board does parade permits and, you know, um, cleanups of properties. I mean, it doesn't do any, I mean... Not that it's not stimulating because it's all important, but I asked her, what are you interested in? And she talked about various federal issues. And I said, then you're more likely to be happier running for either a, you know, like a state assembly or a state senate that gets involved in some yeah. of those types of issues, but more so Congress also. And so she said, no, I want to start here and I want to be involved in something local. And I said, well, you'll but you'll be probably more in likely to be happy doing that. This was part of their troubles. Also, Schaefer had already promised one of the town board seats, but not to a Democrat. It was someone from the Independence Party. Independent, independence. Sounds like kind of the same thing, right? What's the Independence Party in New York, you ask? It's a party that sounds suspiciously like independent and unsuspecting voters routinely register as independence party members, thinking that they are marking themselves down as free spirits. They're not. And the independence party doesn't tend to run its own independent candidates. Ultimately, Schaefer got what it seemed like he wanted. Another Democrat popped up to run for the seat and ultimately didn't gather enough petitions. Gretchen Shirley had already dropped her town bid, and the independence party candidate won. The conspiracy theories didn't end after she went on to win the congressional primary. Pete King. I consider myself a blue-collar conservative, but I realize that people do need help, like with Sandy, 
9-11 aid or with MS-13, I will fight as hard as I can. I've been picked the most uh, bipartisan member of Congress for four years in a row, and you got to get the job done. As long as in the end, I'm going to get for my constituents what I'm fighting for, that's good enough for me. You're listening to Peter King here, the Republican incumbent facing Gretchen Shirley. This is a pretty standard ad for King. But what you can't see here on the podcast is that the ad features a picture of King, the Republican, with none other than Rich Schaefer, the Democratic county chair. It's the two of them touring a damaged street. It's part of King's shtick of bipartisanship, but the 13-term Republican does have a habit of getting county Democrats to stand smiling next to him, even beyond the usual press conferences. That includes a Facebook photo posted by King. The photo has King smiling at a wounded warrior soldier ride, along with Gretchen Shirley's primary opponent, Dwayne Gregory. Gregory was the guy that Schaefer supported over her. And the picture was posted in July, after the primary. King also sent it out as part of a campaign email. Gregory endorsed Gretchen Shirley, but hasn't exactly been seen much on the general election campaign trail. Here's an email from Schaefer. Conspiracy theorists have too much time on their hands, he writes, and should be spending their energy working to elect Perry and Luba. He added that he endorsed Gretchen Shirley right after her primary victory and personally donated 1000 to her campaign. He had personally given Gregory twice that in the primary. Schaefer did help get Gregory off the minor party working families ballot line, which would have pulled some votes from Gretchen Shirley in the general, for sure. Other than that, the county party is encouraging committee people to work on congressional campaigns and do ground support like door-to-door walks, Schaefer said. The party can't donate to federal candidates, because its fundraising isn't set up for the federal level. Theories of Schaefer's current levels of support aside, Schaefer seems at least to have been pushed a little out of the local to the national this year. Why have times changed? What made Schaefer get involved to the level that he has? Governor Cuomo yelling at me, no. <laughs> he, uh, but which he did. Um, he said, you need to pay attention. And not that I wasn't paying attention to it, but he said, uh, we need this for the party. We're in a different time. This cycle, yeah. Well, it was, it was basically, and I'll give it as a response to Trump. Trump has definitely changed a lot. Apparently, he's even on Andrew Cuomo's mind. Like Schaefer, Cuomo is a behind-the-scenes force on Long Island who may also have an effect on these two congressional races. Cuomo and Schaefer operate at very different levels of New York politics, and on this issue it seems like Big Fish Cuomo is nudging smaller fish Schaefer. But the two of them have lots of similarities, including histories of triangulation and strategery. Cuomo, for example, has at times been, let's say, less than enthusiastic in his opposition to Republicans in the state Senate. It's a little bit counterintuitive, but the fact that Republicans control the state Senate in very, very deep blue New York allows the Democratic governor to play dealmaker. Cuomo came to Albany as a centrist, putting a cap on property taxes and thrilling at on-time budgets. But the governor is also a master reader of political wins. He shifted left on issues like the minimum wage, as that became popular thanks to Bernie Sanders and co. He's also running for re-election this year, and he seems to have decided that being anti-Trump is a pretty good strategy. It's a lot better than talking about how some Cuomo associates have been convicted on corruption charges, at least. So, anti-Trump it is. Now don't underestimate our president. He is a great salesman. This is Cuomo at a recent rally in Manhattan, full of other Democratic politicians and union members, definitely a friendly crowd. 
About halfway through it, he's really warming to his theme. Marketer, Miss America pageant, apprentice, sells office buildings, sells cologne. The boy can sell ice in winter in Alaska. The boy is a great salesman. And he sold the middle class that he was going to be there for them. He was the middle class champion. Now, it was a scam. It was a fraud. It was a lie. He's the Bernie Madoff of politics. Cuomo is good at insults, particularly insulting Trump. This is sort of peak Cuomo. It makes him look tough and relatable and very New York. It also goes over well with crowds. It's not exactly like Cuomo has suddenly changed wholesale, leaving his strategic, centrist side behind him. Part of his anti-Trump theme has been a new level of support for Democratic state Senate challengers, including on Long Island. There, Democrats are gaining traction by adopting kind of moderate talking points on some fiscal issues, something Schaefer would approve of too. While stumping for state Senate candidates in Suffolk County and conservative Brooklyn, Cuomo is having no trouble getting the candidates to sign a compact that seems made to curb excesses of New York City leftism. In some appearances since his primary win over progressive Cynthia Nixon, he has been vague about the idea of a blue wave, which is so anticipated by Democrats, and which may still not materialize. He seems to see it as a big tent blue wave rather than a narrowly progressive one. Unsurprisingly, some progressive critics of Cuomo see his support as too little too late, noting that he was slow to actually help Democratic congressional challengers around New York. But recently, Cuomo has ramped up his efforts, particularly on Long Island. That included for congressional candidates like Luba Gretchen Shirley, who just received a nice big fundraiser from the governor. We gave Democratic State Senator Mike Gennaris a call to ask about how it's going with all these behind-the-scenes efforts from power brokers like Schaefer and Cuomo. We're wondering how much they're helping Democrats. Gennaris is the head of the state Senate Democrats' campaign arm, and he represents parts of Queens. He spent years trying to get to a moment when Democrats could take control of the upper chamber in Albany. This could be the year. Republicans have a single-vote majority and are defending more seats than Dems. Like other Democrats speaking at this crucial moment, Gennaris maintained a very sunny outlook for November. that's true, what would it mean for Luba Gretchen Shirley and Perry Gershon, the congressional challengers? Well, their districts are big and span a few state Senate areas, and several of the ones which Democrats need to flip to take the state Senate are right here on Long Island, including Suffolk County. Well, there are, there are a number of competitive state Senate races on Long Island. You can start with uh, the uh, district on the South Shore uh, in Suffolk County, where Monica Martinez Martinez is from Brentwood, a heavily Hispanic area and Democratic stronghold. Good turnout there would definitely be helpful for Congress, too. District that's currently held by Tom Croce. Of course, he's retiring, so that's what we call an open seat. She's doing very, very well. Um, Moving a little bit west, John Brooks uh, is our incumbent, uh, who uh, we expect to hold on to his seat, but it's being contested. Uh, And then when you go up to uh, 
uh, North Shore, uh, Jim Gorin, who, who barely lost in 2016, is, uh, is in a rematch against Carl Marcelino, and uh, we think he's, he's going to succeed this time. Again, that's a competitive race, too. The Democrat lost by just 2,000 votes in 2016. So voters are hearing from all levels of government this fall, and congressional candidates hope those who decide to vote in state races will also cast a vote for them. Gerson and Gretchen Shirley are counting on that turnout. Turnout was already up on Long Island this year for the state primaries in September, more than tripled over 2014. With the memory of 2016 still fresh, voters seem to just want to be able to pull a lever. We're living in strange times. A March survey by the state Senate Dems campaign side found that on parts of Long Island, voters trusted Democrats much more than usual to reduce property taxes. This is not a thing that New York Democrats are usually trusted to do. But the 2017 Republican tax bill and the limits on state and local tax deductions has changed things. Trump has changed things. And some New York voters seem eager to show it in midterm elections. That kind of enthusiasm has establishment figures like Schaefer and Cuomo looking to show more involvement with Democratic election efforts. An enthusiastic Democratic public might be the biggest fish pushing smaller fishes, Cuomo and Schaefer. To visibly not do so would be to swim against the tide.